Welcome to the Hallucination Cafe. I'd like to take you on a journey to an alternative reality, a world of fiction, of horror, of science that doesn't exist. I'm your host, Shelley Ann Wooderson. Welcome back to the Hallucination Cafe. Uh, so glad you're back. We have another story for you tonight. Please, if you like our stories, like, subscribe, tell all your friends about it. If you would like to submit a story to the podcast, please email me and I will be excited to have some new stories to read. All right, tonight's story is called The Dream of the Planet Builder and it's read and written by myself, Shelley Ann Wooderson. Lisa, wake up. We have a new job for you. She awoke in the darkness and saw me in front of her. She'd created an image for me, an older man with a long beard based on a picture in a database. A picture of God. She'd been unplugged for a long time now, in a coma in her tank, awaiting further instructions. What's the job? There's a planet almost perfect for habitation. However, there's no water. Oh, don't you have anything challenging? After the last job, the tribunal thought you should take it slow for a while. Her last job had been creating an entire planet from the pure energy of her mind. Afterwards, she'd been tired, her little body in the tank depleted, but she was also exhilarated. Marada, I did it! she'd yelled, and half the telepaths on Earth had heard her. She didn't realize that she threatened the tribunal with the ease she'd performed the feat. They'd unplugged her from the network for three months, trying to decide if it was safe to plug her back in. She was the most powerful thinker they'd ever put in the network. And though she knew no other life, they were not sure now that she could be controlled. It's not my function to question. I'm merely Lisa's monitor, and my function is to give her necessary information and report on her activities. I am her only contract. I'm all she's ever known. Most thinkers are put in tank after a full life or a debilitating accident. Lisa was put in the tank early, her premature unformed body kept alive by the apparatus. She's my charge. E equals mc squared is not a difficult equation. Energy and mass are interchangeable, but it took years before they recognized the human mind has more energy potential than an atom. Of course, some argue that it's not the mind, that it's the soul, but that's not my concern. Let the psychophysicists work that out. My function is to care for Lisa and the 300 other thinkers that I have in my charge, to give them what energy boosts I might and to guide them in their functions. Here's where you need to go. Lisa locked onto the star map and arrived there instantly. Psychophysicists used to argue that this was impossible, that even pure energy can only travel at the speed of light. Yet again and again, Lisa was just able to arrive. No one could understand why, but the answer was simple. Einstein said that nothing goes faster than the speed of light. But speed is a function of time, and Einstein said that time was not constant. Lisa explained this all to me. She studied Einstein as a child. I have informed the tribunal, and the subsequent changes in engineering will be ready in the near future. Lisa and I surveyed the new planet together. There were two yellow suns, at a reasonable distance from the planet on which we now stood. I was in the robes and beard she always believed I had, and she in a white gown, her red hair falling to the middle of her back. We looked faint, like holograms. 
With the two suns, the weather will be pretty extreme at the equator. I could nudge the planet a little further away. That's not what they ordered. The orders require an ocean with enough mass to ensure precipitation. <sighs> saline or freshwater. A class 2 saline ocean and 12 smaller freshwater seas. I showed her the plan. By the time the freshwater seas have become laden with minerals, snow caps, lakes and rivers will have formed. Oh, why wait? I could just put it all there right now. The snow caps, the rivers, everything. Lisa, our job is to follow the plan. I don't know why I bother learning anything if they aren't going to let me use my brain. I'm not a robot to be ordered about. Let's get to work. Okay. She said it, but I knew she was unhappy. She broke down the necessary elements from the mountains nearby and in a few minutes had a series of deep, clear lakes. Then I followed her to the valley. She walked slowly in the sun. She could have done it all in a blink, but instead she floated across the magenta sands, staring up as the suns passed each other, orange light falling as they moved across each other's paths. We need to hurry, Lisa. We always have to hurry. She drifted down across the sand and raised her hands, and the mountain in the middle of the valley was gone. A grey-blue iron hill's atomic weight had been changed in an instant with the energy of her mind, and now a pale blue ocean sparkled in front of her. Monitor wants me to leave, she thought. To do what? Stare into the darkness until they need me again? My mind tumbles when I'm alone. It scares me. It's been so long since they let me out, and now they're only giving me this little project, this tiny little job. Then what will they want? Will they want me to just relax again? Dying, engulfed in the emptiness? I dreamed of my mother. I wonder what she really looked like. I don't remember her. My first memories of darkness and the desire to get out. I remember a door opening and I was in the light, free. What happened to her? My mother? Now will they push me back into the darkness? I don't want to go. The suns are so beautiful. I could almost feel their warmth. It was then that she saw him. I told the officer to recall him instantly, but it was too late. She ran up to him floating. He walked towards her solidly, his feet touching the ground. What is this? she thought. A man? How can a man be on this planet yet? It's not ready for habitation. He's smaller than I would have imagined. His hair longer than the images I've seen. Unkempt, blonde. He's running towards me. He sees me. Lisa, we are leaving. Oh, shush. I've never seen a man before. I've never seen anyone except you, Monitor. I wonder if my father looked like this. I don't know what my last name was, so I've never been able to search my parents' faces in the database. This man, this boy, his face is so smooth. He is beautiful. Lisa, we must leave now. What is he doing here? Who is he? Lisa called to the stranger. I am the planet builder. Who are you? He vanished and appeared beside her. He was not a man, only a thinker. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Lisa. He looks so real, she thought. I can make a whole planet that this body I have looks completely insubstantial. These long slender arms and red hair are foreign to me, but it's what I want to look like, how I imagine my mother looked. You must be another thinker, she said. I've never met one before. I called the office again to recall this young man. Their response was that I had to extract Lisa. 
Lisa, we're leaving. Adam's a thinker, thought Lisa. I forget I'm not the only one. It's easy to forget. My monitor says we have to leave. Tell your monitor to go away. Lisa, we must leave. Go away. Go away now. Nothing. I disappeared. I couldn't speak. I couldn't see her. I was gone, and she was alone. Back on Earth, one-eighth of my motherboard vanished. Seventy thinkers were cut off and plunged into comas while my system regrouped and rerouted essential services. Lisa was unaffected by my blackout. This was unexpected. The tribunal started a discussion as to how to handle the situation. They sent another monitor to watch from the sky. I am the planet builder. What is your function? I am the city builder. You've done a good job on this planet. It's beautiful, he said, kicking the magenta sand beneath his feet. It would be better if they let me finish it. She looked down at the sand flying between his toes. How did you do that? It's as if your body was solid. How can you do anything? How do you make a planet? Well, I just decide, and it is so. Exactly, a body is no different. He looked her up and down, still floating transparent in the glow of the suns. You must have been in the tub for a long time. Always. Have you not? No, I was surping pipe till a year ago, and then bam, I get hit by a truck. Pipe? Yeah, look. He pointed and she turned. The new ocean had a reef now, a current, a swell, all made in an instant, and there in front of her, 25-foot waves formed and broke into perfect cylinders. She stared. The suns reflected off the translucent crests and turned upon themselves, shattering in a wall of white foam. It's not pipe, he says. Not the pipe, but close enough. He reached out to touch her arm, but his hand went through her. She decided and found herself anchored to the sand. There was a breeze moving the hair on her head. She reached her hand out to his arm. His arm was soft and rough and warm. She felt something and touched her face. Her fingers came away wet. What is this? she asked him. Just tears. Am I real? He looked at her and nodded. She swallowed. The senses knew she could feel the fluid gather and fall in a lump sliding down her throat. Our recordings showed that she felt everything. The pressure of the planet pulling her down, heat hitting her skin, the smell and the sound of the waves slamming on the shore. The world began to spin and grow black. She wondered if it was a dream and wondered if she was back in the tank. She awoke in his arms. What happened? You fainted, he said. Where is my monitor? They couldn't see the new monitor in the sky. And they thought they were alone. They've gone, he said. We're on our own. He put his arms around her. Then I'd better make us a place to live. He put his arms around her waist and they started to walk down the beach towards a cottage sitting over the ocean. The tribunal will look for us, she said. We are valuable to them. A monitor will be sent to retrieve us. We'll fight them off together, he said. This is our planet now.